All right, everybody, welcome to a new episode of North and Inches, previewing week one of the AFC North and talk about some other stuff going on outside of the North as we get into week one of the NFL season. And today's a good day. Uh, for the first time in, well, forever, we have a returning guest, our favorite guest host, Kevin Tenney. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. You? Well, about time you're back. Uh, we had to do it at a weird time today, but I'm totally willing to make that sacrifice if that's what we have to do uh, to get some podcasting in. Yeah, I was once I had the I f- saw I had the day off. I was like, I knew I had a bunch of stuff to do, but I was like, if I could get it to work out, and luckily it's all worked out pretty good. So yeah, it helps that I don't have a job, so my schedule's pretty wide open right now. <laughs> I am gonna go do some Uber after this because I need to eat. But outside of that, uh, it's pretty much just interviews. I had an interview this morning and trying to find jobs. Those are my uh, what my days consist of right now. So it's all good. I'm glad uh, we could get together here before week one, which I think is going to be a nice start to the season. Well, let's yes. just jump into it because obviously the big news yesterday was A.B. getting into it with Mayock and all the drama that came like that now. So yesterday... They said uh, they were talking about he might be suspended. Now, today I saw somewhere, I think it was on Twitter uh, or Sleeper Bot, that maybe he's not even going to get suspended and might play Monday. Uh, what are your thoughts on this situation? Last I saw, no matter what they said, I've, I've read that he's out week one no matter what. <clears throat> but that's from what I've read. Um, I don't, It's one of those things, like when they traded him, I was upset because we got rid of the number one, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league. But he had all those issues. And last year, Steelers had so much drama between him and Bell. That was like the big storyline. And I think that was a lot of their problem last season. So it's like it sucked that he went, but I was happy because it's like we're losing two of the top players, but we're losing all that drama. And so I'm not really – worried about it because i like the players that we got to fill in for him so it's like i was fine with that but then it's like the worst it gets i'm like i'm so glad you know he's not there anymore because there's so many people where it's like you know it's the steelers fault it's ben's fault this and that it's like don't get me wrong ben probably definitely had something to do with it because they probably weren't the greatest of friends it's like if you listen to ab he says you know they weren't friends ben says they were but it's just like it wasn't the Steelers. It's A-B, plain and simple, because the drama hasn't stopped, and it's gotten worse. Yeah, I uh, yeah, he's kind of getting crazier by the day. Um, I, I do love that he, that he put the whole letter, the fine letter on Instagram. Uh, it sounds like everything I'm hearing today is he actually initiated the conversation yesterday with Mayock. So he's just trying to poke the bear constantly. I don't know if he's trying to get himself like pushed out of the league. Because, like, maybe he's done, but he just doesn't have the nerve or, you know, whatever it is to, you know, go, hey, I'm out. And so he's just trying to, like, get himself booted. It's like trying to get yourself fired from a job you hate. Uh, You just keep doing the most random things possible. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I did pick him up as soon as he was dropped on the waiver wire in in our charity league. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I put in for him too, but I was like number eight for whatever reason. So I'm like, oh, I don't even know how to know where I was. I just put a waiver in for him. Yeah, so <clears throat> I wouldn't have dropped him because I mean, even if the Raiders, because <clears throat> the article I read that was really interesting was 
if they do suspend him for the four games and they put do the detri- conduct detrimental to the team by the CBA agreement, if they wanted to, for one, it's up to the Raiders whether or not they want to pay him or fine him those game checks. So he'll lose that money because that'd be, that'd be stupid to pay him when you're so pissed off at him. But with the way, I guess the, the thing I read said something about with the way they worded the paper that they fined him, <clears throat> if they would suspend him like that, they could take his bonuses and incentives away. And then also he could end up losing his $1 million roster bonus or some other bonus. I can't remember if it was a roster bonus or what. So he could end up losing $30 million because of this. And then on top of that, they said that the Raiders, if they've completely had enough of him, they could cut him. And if they take all those, his bonuses and incentives away, they won't have that big of a salary cap hit. So if he loses all those, bo- like if you find out he's suspended and the bonus that they take the bonuses away, look for the Raiders to cut him. Yeah, no, you know, and I could see that. I think Mayock, like, this is probably the only time he's going to get an opportunity to be an NFL GM. So I think he needs to be proactive in covering his ass in this situation. And so it wouldn't be surprising or wrong, in my opinion, if they let him go. Uh, I still think he's going to get he'll play somewhere. I don't think he's going to get all his money back. But if he wants to play, he'll play somewhere. So I'll take that on my bench just in case because – I don't yeah. think I don't care who's throwing the ball or how crazy the guy is. He's got great hands, and he's going to put up numbers. And I'm desperate to actually have a winning fantasy year, so I'm making moves, baby. That's what I do. And so I got to figure out now where I am on that list because I really want him on my bench. Uh, to well, I know me. Brian's number one, so is it like he's I'm trying to ra- ravage everybody's fantasy team. How's that? How's that happen that he gets number one? <laughs> I have no idea. I wonder but if it has to do with where you drafted. It shouldn't, because I'm eight. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, no. Maybe it is. Was he the last one to pick? Yeah. Then, yeah, that's probably how it is then. Because I'm eight, so that would be the second. No, nah, 10, 9, 8. I don't know how I'm eight, because <clears throat> that was the second pick. But, but yeah, when I saw it, because that was, like, the first thing I looked for, because I'm, like, <clears throat> I wanted to know where the heck I was. So I could see if I had a chance of getting him. I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting him. I was a little sad to let Chubb go, but I was desperate for a wide receiver help. Uh, and I like Josh Gordon. I think Josh Gordon's going to have a big year this year as long as he keeps himself off drugs or getting drunk in the club. Uh, but if they babysit him and he could just stay focused on the field, I think he's going to have a huge year. Because uh, they don't. I don't think they have a lot of options in New England. Now I'm sure other football-minded people will tell me otherwise. Uh, but I think he's going to have a huge year. As long yeah. as he stays out of trouble, I think he's that's the place for him to go. But him and trouble are like, they just don't work. Well, I mean, they work perfect together. He just can't stay, you know, can't stay out of it. Oh, yeah, they work beautifully. Brady's the, Brady in New England, <clears throat> as much as I hate him, that's the place for troubled people to go because – I mean, if you can't make it there, you're not going to make it anywhere because it just seems like everyone straightens out when they get around Belichick and Brady. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and I hate agreeing with you. So uh, that says something. We uh, Before we get into last night's game and some discussion about the start of the NFL season, uh, I want to discuss. So I was listening to uh, Eric's podcast, The End Zone, there this morning. And heard him and Chris discussing 
Jared Goff. And so Chris was saying that he wished, thought that the Rams should have waited another year or so to pay Goff. And I honestly think that's completely wrong. I actually think the Rams did exactly the right thing here and wanted to get your input because I think he, if they waited an, even another year that that price tag was going to skyrocket. And I thought they were pretty genius for tying him and McVay up for the next four or five years. I wanted to know what you thought about it. <coughs> um, I'm not the biggest golf fan, but he, he obviously, he works with uh, McVay out there. Cause when he was, had Fisher, he looked like there was like, you know, he was going to be Josh Rosen. Like he was overhyped and all that. But since McVay's got there, I mean, he makes the system work. So I'm not big on the money, but I mean, you're going to have to pay. He's your quarterback, star quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks, you know, they get paid. So yeah, if you wanted to keep him, you had the, you're going to pay him. So yeah, it's smarter in my opinion. I agree with you on that, that signing him this year is going to save you money. Cause if they have another year, like last season, yeah, that price is going to go up. So he'd be sneaking toward the forty number by the time his contract comes up. <laughs> yeah, you know he might end up getting paid what Dak Prescott wants to get paid. Like I think, I think more players should be doing more teams. I should say should be locking. Like I hope as long as things continue to go as we you know we anticipate how they're going to go in Cleveland, that you know Cleveland reups Baker's you know two two years ahead of time as well because it, it is going to become like cost efficient to get these guys signed a little earlier. And, yeah, you're going to have to pay them sooner. But at the end of the day, you'll have them longer for cheaper. And that's if you have a young stud quarterback, that's what you need to do. But to talk about young studs, running backs, Ezekiel Elliott got paid. And mm. I honestly don't like this move. And I'm a obvious big Buckeye fan. I'm a big Zeke guy. Uh, I think this is a bad football move on Dallas's part. I agree with you. I wouldn't have <clears throat> gave it. He's got two. He has two years left on his contract, and that's the thing because the whole AB Le'Veon Bell they started this whole thing, and it's already taken full effect because you know he's saying how he was going to sit out this and that. I'm completely for the whole. You know, if you want to sit out, you have two years. So by contract, you have to play. You know, so if not, you just don't pay him. They're going to come back. You know, because I don't know if they if they sit out the whole year, like if that goes towards a year, like I don't know how that part. Yeah, no, you don't accumulate goes. a year. You have to so, play. I think I think you have to play six games. So it's like I agree. Like I understand where he wants to get paid. He's a running back. They have less time in the NFL to make their money. So it's like I understand that, but it's like you have two years left. So it's like they need the. Figure out a way. I don't know if it'd be a CBA thing where you'll be able to put something in the contract, especially like your rookie contract. Like you know, one year left, you can renegotiate. You know, something like that, because this is just going to get crazy. It's going to be like this every single year. Oh yeah, no, I 100% agree with you, my friend. You don't because <laughs> I mean, there's talks of Julio Jones not even playing because he wants a new contract. Where's he at? But isn't isn't his contract? No, I'm happy to be wrong here, but I thought his contract was basically coming up, or was it like he's got I, a year left? I am not sure. I I didn't get to check into that. I just saw that there was talk that he might not even play week one because of the contract. So, and that's the thing. Like, if you have a year left, I can understand you want to renegotiate. I completely understand that. I'm fine with that. To a point, you know, it's like I just don't think you should miss, but. Hey, whatever you got to do, 
But yeah, this whole two years left, and it's like, and he got paid. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like, and then I just love how he uh, he goes to practice and they interview him, and someone's like, "Are you happy?" It's like he just got ninety million dollars. I yeah. sure as hell hope he's happy. If not, you might want to get him checked out. Yeah, I think it's fifty. That's guaranteed. It's the highest amount guaranteed by any running back in the history. Which you yes. know, and that's going to affect that Melvin Gordon deal too in in Los Angeles. Well, I mean, Chargers ain't worried. They're not going to have to re-sign him. They're going to trade him. Which, <laughs> as soon as they can find someone that wants him, and I don't even think here's the thing. This is I, I fall in a weird position on this situation with contracts because I do believe if you're a player, because contracts aren't guaranteed in the NFL, that if you want to play this renegotiation game, I honestly don't. I'm not upset when the players do it. Now, obviously, I'm sure it will affect me when it happens at Cleveland, and I want to punch somebody in the face. But right now, it doesn't affect us. And I'm completely okay with trying to get more money until we have guaranteed contracts in the NFL. I think, you know, I think players need to get what they can get, but I also like, I think the chargers are going the right way about trying to move him, move a guy, especially at certain positions. It's all right to try to move a guy running backs. One of those. I mean, we see this every year, Kevin, we see three, four, running backs have big years that no one was expecting guys come out of nowhere. Uh, it is kind of a position that is, seems to be easier refillable than most. And those guys also have much shorter careers because they take a whacking in a lot of these offenses. <clears throat> I, I'm yeah. all for what the teams are doing on trying to trade them. I actually think it's a smart move, uh, by LA. And I don't think LA does a lot of smart stuff out there, like moving to LA for instance. <clears throat> Yeah, and I mean, and most teams, if you look at the teams in the NFL, most of them have, you have your solid running back, and then you have a second back. A lot of them do split a lot of the carries to lessen that workload on them. So that's why a lot of them are just like, like the Gordon is just like, all right, we'll trade you. We got Eckler, and we we can get somebody else to come in behind him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Let's jump into the season that's officially underway. And you sent me a text message yesterday. I actually agree. I feel like this is a weird, weird start to our season, Kevin. We are agreeing way too much. Uh-huh. Um, because you sent me that text message about those guys. They had the announcers dressed up in you know garb from like when the NFL started, and then they don't use throwback uniforms for the players. Uh, I think the NFL dropped the ball in a couple of ways this year, and. I'll get your opinion on this in just a second, but for me, from my perspective, I think they should have had throwbacks, but honestly, I don't even think that should have been the game. I think we, I think you stick to that game should be played and should be a highlighted game as one of the, you know, celebrating the uh, NFL 100. But I think you start off, we have this thing now where the Super Bowl champions open the season. That shouldn't go away. I think you yeah. should have played Browns jets this Monday, right? Yes. Completely agree. And, <clears throat> Again, I think I think all these highlighted games should be throwback uniforms. Like whenever the first Monday night game was, <coughs> that era uniform cool. should be used. Like play it. Like if you're gonna do it, do it right. Do it all the way. Go all the way with it. I think fans would appreciate it. You're gonna get sales of those jerseys. Like business wise, it's smart. From a fan's perspective, it's smart. Uh, and then yeah, I just you have traditions now that you need to stick with. The the Steelers Patriots should have opened the week up yesterday. But honestly, outside that, it was shitty football yesterday. I'm not yeah, even saying like 
I've heard people say it was good defense. Honestly, it was terrible. Like neither of those quarterbacks played in the preseason, right? Which yeah. is what I think proved that we need at least one or two tune-up games to get these guys ready for these that were paying expensive amounts of money for tickets. Yes. These these guys weren't ready. It was sloppy. It wasn't even like, oh, great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the defensive plays were great, but a lot of it was yeah. just coming from sloppy ass offense, people not being prepared to play. And I think it's unfair to the fans. And I just think I was highly disappointed yesterday. Yeah. I actually turned it off in the fourth quarter. I just got too bored because it's like, you know, what's, what's happening. It's just, you know, nobody was doing anything. <clears throat> so yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. And <clears throat> like you were saying about my text, it was just like the whole year they're making it such a big thing, which I, you know, it's awesome. They're making it such a big thing because it is a hundred years. So, I mean, it makes sense, but it's like from the get go, they even, I think they screwed up. Cause it's like, don't get me wrong. Uh, Oh, what the heck? The draft in Nashville was awesome. I thought it looked cool to set up everything, but it's like, you have to have that in freaking Ohio. Yep. Canton, Cleveland, however you do it, that should have been in Ohio. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to give right? it to you. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we'll give it to you in 2022. It's like, yeah, well, you're like two years too late, three years too late. <laughs> you know, it's just like from the get-go. And, yeah, just some of the games. And it kind of takes me off because, like, I had today off. So last night, if the Steelers game would have been on, it would have made it even better. But they move it to Sunday night, and it's like – and even if you want to move it, you know, all right, to a point. But it's like, I just, the Bears-Packers, like, I know it's a rivalry, but there's just so many rivalries. I would have been better if you'd have had, I don't know. Like, I don't know if the Bears, like, where they were when they came into the league. But, you know, like, the first two teams, if they mashed up where they were actually going to play this year. You know, something like that. But, I don't know. I just, I wasn't that big on the game. Yeah, no, I – and here's the thing. Ask You could ask my wife. That's all I've been talking about all week, Thursday. Thursday, it's, you know, football counts. We'll see starters for whole games. The place will matter. Like, I'm super excited about this day because, you know, from now till, uh, you know, February, this is my favorite time the entire year. And yeah. I like to watch all kinds of football, even if it's not Browns football. And so when you get this crap – and I feel bad for the fans that probably paid 100, you know, 100-something a ticket – to go see a game, which essentially ended up being a preseason game, and the theory that with neither of those offenses really playing in the preseason, it was just sloppy, you know, and we're going to have more of that. You're going to yeah. have that this week. I think Cleveland's going to have that issue with OBJ and Landry not playing all year. Uh, all around the league, I think the first two or three weeks are turning into the new preseason, and it just really sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because – I think they said that Rodgers didn't even dress for any of the preseason games, and uh, Trubisky was out there, but he um, didn't even throw a pass. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was totally pointless. Like, the only thing, like you said, there were some good defensive plays where you're just like, hey, you know, that play, you know, the offensive line just didn't suck or – you know, Rodgers held on to the ball too long. You know, it wasn't – it was actually, like, a good defensive play. <clears throat> but it's, like, outside of that, like, offensively, uh, for the Bears, uh, the rookie running back that got out of Iowa State, I liked watching him run because there was always something going on. Like, he, you know, he was breaking tackles. He just made it look good. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, no, and there was bits and pieces, but just overall, like, how happy would you have been if you spent 150 bucks a pop to go to that game? Yeah, I wouldn't have been that happy, at least for the game, because, you know, like, all the other stuff going on around it was probably pretty cool, but, yeah, other than that, it would have been like, ah, oh, this sucked. Yeah, no, I would not have been happy at all, and uh, I'm not that upset that, uh, I don't know, I just think they've done it completely wrong. Uh, before we jump into the ASC North, which is why we're here today, uh, and every week, hopefully, um, well, somebody will be here every week, and we'll figure that out. Um, I don't know that I've really talked to you. Is there any trades that really like you got excited about, or you thought made a, like a team way better? Um, going into the season with Tunsil and you know the stuff that Houston did, and Miami getting rid of a bunch of people. Anything that really jumped out at you? I think Clowney going to Seattle, they got him for basically nothing. I think that was a really big uh, thing for them. <clears throat> I think that's going to help that defense, which you could tell it improved last year, you know, because they thought it wasn't going to be that great. And their defense did really good last year. So I think that one helped. But other than that, I mean, I don't really think so because – the Miami one, they're just doing a complete, getting ready for a complete rebuild down there and moving stills. I mean, they just didn't want to have to cut them, so someone took them. So I think that was the only reason uh, Stills got traded. If it wasn't, if no one wanted him, he was going to get cut. He hasn't done crap since he signed that contract, except complain about his owner and Jay Z. So, <laughs> so I mean, they just didn't want to take a chance because even though the coach came out. And the way he talked, you know, he made it clear that, you know, it wasn't going to be an outside situation. He has no problem with that. But it's like, if you can't perform, then that's why you're not going to be here. So they were, he was trying to, if they would have ended up cutting him, they were trying to avoid the whole Kaepernick thing. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I just sat there. And I think that was the big thing. They just didn't want to take a chance because no matter what you do, if you cut him, that's what it's going to, you know, people are going to complain about and say. So they just didn't want to put up with that crap. So trade them away to Houston. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I actually think uh, Josh Rosen isn't starting in Miami because they're trying to protect him. I think they think Ryan Fitzpatrick is expendable. And so let him go out there because I think the quarterbacks in Miami – are going to get their ass kicked a lot this year. It's going to be ugly down there for the next couple of years. Uh, very Cleveland-esque. Um, yeah, you got that right. And it's like, is it they want to protect them or they just think that Fitzpatrick is worse <laughs> than him and gives them a better shot? Because you know a lot of teams, well, there's a handful of teams that need quarterbacks, like Miami, Dimension 1, um, are going to be playing for the Tua sweepstakes because as of now he looks like he's going to be the number one quarterback yeah no no you're 100 percent right i uh yeah it's it's going to be pretty interesting uh see how the season plays out are you there kevin you're going to go through this hatchet job and try to remake a team and then, like, you know, you just suck for two years, and they're like, all right, well, we decided you're not the one to do it because you haven't been able to make gold out of a pile of crap. Oh, yeah. 
No, I think it's uh, I don't know. I think it's a shit show down there, and I don't think there's any chance. Like he's one of the, he's got to have a situation where hopefully they give him the time to get through a couple of drafts, or he's screwed again. Um, and Miami's just gonna be junk. But that's good because I think we all know the AFC East goes through New England. Anyhow, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, this is what happens when I hit buttons I shouldn't. You end the show, huh? I said you end the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just simply just take everything dark for a little bit, and that's okay. Um, just making sure you can still hear me, anyways. Um. Yeah. So let's get into AFC North talk, and let's start with who I think is going to be the shittiest team in our division, and the game they got coming up this week. Um, we got Cincinnati heading to Seattle, and you talked about a little bit of Seattle getting clowny. Is there any chance with the situation with the Bengals and their injuries and just that lineup that they come out of there with a win this week? You mean upset Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it. I mean, crazier things have happened, but, yeah, I just don't see that being one of them. <clears throat> yeah, neither do I. I think, you know, I I don't have any faith uh, in Andy Dalton in general. I think that's going to be a heavy load on Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. Um, but I, I think there's just, you know, I look at the Bengals' roster and I just don't see anything that jumps out for me to get excited about going into the season with AJ Green being out, you know, I don't, everything I hear about Tyler Boyd is that's that guy, you know, it's not, you know, not a lot of hope there. Um, and just throughout the whole lineup, just, it doesn't excite me. I don't think their defense is going to be able to keep up with, uh, you know, I think again, I'm going to repeat this probably more times than today is I think it's very similar to the Browns back today. Their defense might be decent, but just like in Cleveland, that's just going to get wore out pretty quick. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. So if they win, yeah, that'll be a miracle all on its own. So <laughs> do you, I mean, do they even get, do they get five wins this year? Um, that's tough. I would give them five just because. They got to play the Bills. Got to play the Cardinals. There's two. They got to play Miami. There's three. Got to play Oakland. So there's a possibility. That's a coin flip, right? That game. Yeah, that's. I'd say that's a coin flip. And uh, who finished last in the Colts division? Was that Jacksonville? Yeah, probably they had a terrible year last year. Okay. So, yeah, they're not going to beat Jacksonville, but <clears throat> at their schedule. So they opened up against the Seahawks. Then they got San Francisco. San Francisco should win that game for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Um. Bills. I think the Bills should beat them. Steelers are going to wallop them. The Cardinals. The Cardinals to me is interesting because I, I, as you know, I don't have any faith in uh, Kyler Murray. And that franchise in general, uh, but yeah. I still think the Bengals are bad. And anytime you have uh, was it David Johnson down there, and they still have Larry Fitzgerald, who can be <clears throat> you know a difference maker, uh, a game or two uh, a season. Yeah, and didn't they also sign Crabtree? 
See, I don't know. I, I knew he was meeting with somebody. We were actually talking about this, I think, the last time I was on Eric's podcast, and we none of us could remember where he signed. So he very well I thought, might have. I want to say Arizona because they had a West Virginia receiver that they cut, and it was right when they were talking about the whole Crabtree going there. So I want to say that's why they cut him. Really? I could be wrong, but I think that's uh, what it was. Well, good. So be it. Um, yeah, so why can't I stop anything today? Anyhow, yeah, so yeah, so obviously we don't think I don't think they get through Arizona. Uh Baltimore squashes them, Pittsburgh squashes them. Jaguars gonna be a much better team this year with Nick Foles. Um, you know, that is a home game, but still Jacksonville's defense I think is bound to make a pop back up this year, having a better uh, quarterback to help that defense get off the field a little bit more. No way they beat Man, the Rams. How much better is Foles, really? <laughs> oh, I think he's significantly better. Than Blake Bortles? Oh, yeah, I do. <clears throat> you don't, obviously. Why not? I just – I like Bortles. I just think that they haven't had <clears throat> a real good offense around him to give him, you know, give him anything. Cause... Well, what do you, how do you say that? Like, he's had good wide receivers. He has Leonard Fournette. What, yeah, I mean, but what did he do last year? Fournette didn't do crap last well, year. Yeah, because Fournette's a bit of a head case. Yeah. So I'll give you that, but you, I don't know. To like, yeah, I, I don't know if I can get in this one with you, Kevin. I think that uh, <clears throat> I don't, Foles just he won the Super Bowl. Foles is like he makes me think. I like to compare him to Ryan Fitzpatrick, as of now, not back when Fitzpatrick was pretty good quarterback. Now it's just if he doesn't have any worries, what's going on? He sits there and it seems like he does good. But when it comes down to, <clears throat> um, or well, better way to put it is like he the team's not his. He's just playing. He has nothing to worry about that way. Because like when Foles came in, he knew it was his team. Uh, it was Carson Wentz's team. Carson Wentz went down. People weren't used to playing against them, and. They had a really good defense when he won the Super Bowl. But then when the following season started, and there was the chance, you know, he started it because Wentz wasn't there, but the talk started, you know, if Foles continues, be his team, and he went straight down the crapper. Because <clears throat> that's how he was in Philly the first time he was there. He sat there. He had a really good first year. But then, because who did he take over for? Was that Vic that he took over for at that time? Probably that long ago. Vic was, yeah. Probably. You know, but there was a lot of talk, if I remember right, that Vic was going to, because I think he got hurt, is why he came out, and then he did really good, and then it was, you know, this is Vic's team, and all of a sudden it's Foles' team, they trade him, and, you know, he's a backup in the Rams, he's a backup with the Chiefs, then he retires, and then he gets brought back as a backup, so he came back. So that's my only thing where I'm not big on Foles, but this year will be, you know, a big year, whether I'm right or I'm wrong. Yeah, and I don't think they have a lot behind him, so they kind of need him to be uh, yeah. at least decent, right? Yes. Um, yeah, that, yeah, it should be interesting. I still think, though, I still think they could beat Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, man, I mean, their defense alone could beat Cincinnati. Yeah, I think, if I think honestly, looking at their schedule, you know, Raiders, Jet, I just think they get lucky uh, if they beat, if they get to five games. I think so. They got some luck in a fumble this this or a 
immaculate interception here. Um, maybe, but I just I'm not very comfortable thinking with the idea that these guys get uh, into the five win. And so here's where it gets scary because I I honestly think the Sky Rats end up third in this division this year, and I don't know how you feel about that. Um, <clears throat> I know who you have finishing first. I'm guessing. Uh, they yeah. play in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. But I think that's a race between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And if then, and for, you know, and obviously we'll get into Cleveland in a bit, but it's going to come down to how that team comes, the paper, you know, comes together on the field versus what they look like on paper. And I'm, I'm trying to be realistic about that. It's very hard because it's easy to get very excited. That being said, on paper – they're the they're the first or second best team in the division, arguably the best team in the division. Uh, I think ball. I I think people are. I don't know why I'm hearing a lot of stuff around the league. Uh, you know, just for, that people have this faith in Lamar Jackson that I do not have. Like <clears throat> he's right up there with my confidence level. With saying that uh, Kyle Murray's a bust. I think. I don't think. Lamar Jackson is going to be a long-term NFL quarterback, and I think that offense was like found out about toward the end of the year last year, starting in Cleveland, going into San Diego. People figured it out, and they have talent there. I think that defense is going to be stout in Baltimore, and I just don't – you know, Mark Ingram running the ball I think could be good. They got Willie Sneed out there. Uh who I think could have a decent year wide receiving, but I'm, I don't know, man, tell me like, am I wrong? Like, I don't think that this team is like spectacular. No, I agree with you. <clears throat> I'm the same way on Jackson. I was the same way on him last year. I just don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. He has, <clears throat> unless he gets a lot better at actually throwing the ball, I don't see him making it because like you said, you know, Cleveland started it. San Diego finished it on how to stop him. So, like I said, unless he got a lot better at uh, throwing the ball this past offseason, then, yeah, I just don't see him being that good. And surprisingly, I've never thought I'd say this, but um, the Ravens might regret trading away Flacco. Yeah, no, I thought it was a mistake last year. Like, I think they jumped. I think, honestly, I think they were – just trying to make some huge change, uh, partly to save Harbaugh's job and, you know, try to save face. I don't think it was a good idea to trade him. I think he's going to have an okay year in Denver. That doesn't mean I'm a huge Flacco guy, but I think he's better than Jackson. I think that's the thing is I think, honestly, I think Jackson would have been, I think it's going to hurt him way more playing right now than if he would have had some time to like learn how to play the game in the pocket and save himself a little bit. Uh, just quarterbacks who play the way he does don't tend to last a long time in this league. Now, that being said, they're coming into uh, the game. Um, against the Miami Dolphins this week, and I think that's a game they should win because we just talked about how bad um, <clears throat> the Dolphins are. The Dolphins are. Yeah, they should definitely win this weekend. If they lose this weekend, it's going to be a lot worse of a season for Baltimore than I expected. Like, I could, if they lose this weekend, I could see them being number four 
in our division. Yeah, this is it's sad. Like it, it really is like a must-win game week one for them because uh, with with the talent that team has alone on defense, they should be able to win a game. And so if they come out of here with a loss, uh, it is is a long season ahead uh, for the Ravens and, and the Sky Rats. Oh, I said Ravens. I'm trying so hard. Someone, my wife told me I have to be nicer on this podcast since you know I'm trying to focus on the <laughs> AFC North. She says that I have to be nicer and actually call them by their name, but I'm still fighting that to this day. I will say, yeah. I mean, I can see it either way. No, I refuse. Like, I just, I don't like. I think part of the greatness of this podcast is going to be hating on the Sky Rats. <clears throat> it was actually fun doing that uh, show, that end zone show, uh, with the Browns. I mean, with the Steelers fan and the. Uh, Bengals fan, rather what you yeah. think about their football knowledge, the fact that they hated on and just made it awesome that they hated on Baltimore as much as I did, made made yeah. me feel that across the league, I think they're the most hated team in our division. Yeah, it definitely seems like that. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good show. I listened to it. I didn't agree with a lot of certain. Well, I didn't agree with everything because I just thought <clears throat> some of the stuff that was said i was like yeah that makes no sense and it just made me like wonder how much those people actually knew about those teams and sports in general <laughs> well football in general but i was like hey everyone's entitled to their own opinion so yeah because no, no. i know i was texting you a bunch of stuff that was said where i'm just like seriously and but um but now it's like uh, all, all overall, I thought it was a good show, good episode. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I struggle on those shows with Eric. Um, trying to be nice person, I just he doesn't really let other people talk. Yeah, I know. It drives me nuts, which I, I probably <laughs> suffer from the same thing, but it's easier to see from the outside. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good time. I'd like to do it again. I actually, um. Yeah, it was fun talking to some AFC North. Got me really hyped about the season. Um, and then we get into the Cleveland game this week. And, again, this is like I said earlier with them. I think they should win this game. I think uh, if you watched any of the Tennessee Titans preseason, which I've had the, the, the joy of watching, that uh, I don't have a lot of confidence, confidence in Mariota. I know they have – uh, Derek Henry, is that how you say his name? Is that right? Yeah. Down there, and he's a beast of a running back. Props to him. I think their defense is pretty decent. Uh, I don't think there's phenomenal um, by any means, but I think the front four is going to shut down the running game, with, and I think Cleveland should definitely open the season with a big win in those the new uniforms for this year until the new uniforms come out next year. I think it's awesome the NFL let them switch to the color rush as their primary. Super pumped about that. Kim hates them, but, you know. See, I like them. I, I, I'm a big – I just would rather see a color jersey than the white jerseys at home. That just drives me crazy because I can't stay in the Cowboys, and that's a Cowboys thing. Yeah, I hate it. I hate – I'm sick of the white jerseys. So when I heard this news that they were petitioning the league to use the color rush as their primaries for this year – uh, and I, I think those uniforms look pretty, like, menacing. Uh, and I think uh, 
with the way, you know, the outlook they have for the season, I think you want to kind of present yourself that way. I think using the white uniforms would have honestly, I think it would have been bad juju, to be completely honest. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But I am <clears> a little, con- the, my concerns going into this game are, uh, like I said, with with OBJ not playing in the preseason, uh, with Juice not playing this preseason. Um, I am. I have some concerns about timing. I think Baker, I think they've put in the work. Baker seems to have his head on right. Guy's a great leader. I think he's done the work on, but I think you can't, that never can make up for game time and legit game situations. I know those are two great wide receivers, but I definitely have my concerns, especially uh, if you watch any of that Browns dress rehearsal I mean, Baker has probably had like looked terrible. Um, yeah, no one could catch. Higgins couldn't catch. None of those other guys could catch. Uh, so I'm concerned that this could be a trap game in that sense that they're just not prepared. Uh, I'm trying to have faith in Freddie, and they seem to be saying the right things. <clears throat> could be fun as hell to watch though if they break out and they run, you know, and they just get out and start running right off the bat. And go fast and crazy. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I think the Browns should win this game, but I have it as a coin toss though, just because <sighs> Mariota didn't look good, but they had so many offensive line problems. I think that was the big thing. You really didn't really get to see Mariota because he didn't have a chance to do anything. So um, that's where I'm kind of stuck with on that game. So I just. It's going to be interesting to see because, like I said, they just got to – because if Tennessee – if Mariota comes out and plays good, it could definitely be a close game. So that's the big thing because I think Tennessee's defense isn't bad. <clears throat> and uh, so from so that's my idea from Tennessee's point. But Cleveland, my big thing with that is, like you said, they all haven't played together. So, yeah. you know, you're sticking them all out there, and it's like the defense looks – Fine, you know, they weren't nobody was sitting out defensively. So I'm not worried about the defense, but it's like if that offense can't get get fire, you know, how long can the defense weather especially if Derrick Henry's, you know, having a good game or Mariota actually looks really good, you know, how long are they gonna be able to withstand that offense, you know, waiting for the D or how long can the defense withstand the offense waiting for the off the Browns offense to actually do something? Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely 100% get what you're talking about. I, It's nerve-wracking. And it's, I mean, if you look at that defense, though, in the dress rehearsal, I think they had five or six sacks in the first half uh, against Winston, who is a strong, fairly mobile-ish quarterback, and they just destroyed him. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that will get Baker and the offense pumped up. And what I am interested in because I watch every preseason game, and I don't think this offense is going to run this way. I think it, they were trying to get timing and stuff done and trying to f- figure out who was going to pl- start or like get on the roster because they didn't run the ball hardly at all this preseason. And I know that Freddie Kitchens says he wants to run the ball as a big part of the offense, and I think they wanted to keep the running backs healthy. I am glad Dearness Johnson made the roster. I think it's cool that we have two of those Orlando Apollos on the roster, um, I, I think one of them should be the second-string quarterback, not Drew Stanton, 
that's a yeah. whole different argument. I don't know why. Drew Stanton looked terrible this preseason. I don't know why they want him on the roster so bad as that backup. I know he's a smart coach on the field type guy, but then put him in the third string and have Garrett Gilbert as the backup to Baker, which is a cool story because they went to the same high school, so you have that built in there. Yeah. But I think that will help because I think they will be running the ball more in this game. I think Chubb can get running. And that will let Baker settle down, and you know you won't rely so much on these receivers as we did in the preseason. But I think I think we're both saying though that Cleveland comes out of this with a win, or do you? Or do you disagree? I think they'll pull it out, but I'm just I'm still listing it as a coin flip, just because like if Tennessee would win, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and I know that's I've heard that kind of on ESPN. Um, in other places a little bit that, you know, it wouldn't be a huge surprise if, because Tennessee is, I mean, they're not a bad team. They have questionable quarterback, but I think the rest of that team, they have talent in a lot of places. And I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think Cleveland does win by a touchdown, but I don't think it's, you know, a 42 to seven game, even though I would love to see a 42 to seven game. Yeah. But, uh, all right, let's move on to Monday night. Is hey, I just <laughs> – real quick, I got breaking news. Uh, John Gruden says that uh, Antonio Brown is going to play Monday night. I <laughs> <laughs> see. So, what an idiot. So they just – I mean, all that's doing is opening up that wormhole because Steelers would let, them, let him get away with so much stuff. And – I just think that's that's opening in that hole, and they're not going to be able to close it. And here's the thing. If he's not suspended, that means they can't take away his guaranteed money. That was yeah. the whole thing I was heard about that. It only, if he makes it to week one, that money is locked in, and then he could be the <sighs> devil he wants to be for the whole rest of the year. Yeah. That is – I told you. And you remember I told you at the beginning of the show, I got that thing from – that he might be in Monday. Yeah. So that is hilarious. Oh yeah, so and doesn't I that, hope they know what they're doing. Like you think, just look at last year with the Steelers. You know, it's so. Hey, they got him now. He's their problem. Yeah, no, that is. Uh... <laughs> That's awesome. That pretty much just tells Mike Mayock that he has no power whatsoever in our organization. Yep. He is just a figurehead. That is absolutely disrespecting him in so many ways. And I'm not like a huge Mayock fan, but I just think he's just cutting the balls off your GM uh before the word go. That is terrible. Terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible uh decision making from our friends in Oakland. But hey, if I happen to get him in that wire thing, it's gonna be beautiful. Be beautiful. It's funny because he even unfriended the Raiders, unfollowed the Raiders and Carr on Twitter. Yeah, I know. I love it. That's it's Twitter's the new Facebook. Like, oh, what you unfollowed me? Oh God, we're not even friends anymore. Relationship's <laughs> over. That's how you break up with people now in the twenty first century. You don't I know. Follow them. It's ridiculous. <sighs> so yeah, now I don't even know. That's just so funny to me. Uh. All yesterday, they're like, he's definitely getting suspended. They're going to try to get this money back. Nope. Not how that's going down. Yep. 
All right, let's get into the Pittsburgh Steelers and who most people actually have winning this division. I think it's going to be a battle, like I said, between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers for the North this year. I think it's going to be two fun games to watch. Uh, I think when the Browns sucked, these were fun games to watch most of the time. Uh, Yeah. Now you have a Cleveland team who, you know, and again, I'm trying to be realistic. Let's see how it goes on the field. But on paper, these should be some fun-ass games to watch, Kevin. How do you see them facing up against New England week one? (laughs) I think they're going to upset them. Patriots always start the season off bad the first two weeks. So, I mean, I think it's the perfect uh, perfect time for the Steelers to play them. So, we'll see. But I think it's going to be a close. Like, I don't see it being something crazy like a blowout or anything. Well, I mean, I don't see the Steelers blowing them out. New England could definitely turn around and blow out the Steelers. I could see that happening. But <clears throat> I think the Steelers are going to beat them. See, I don't see New England blowing out really anybody. I just don't think they have that. I mean... I don't. I don't know. Maybe they'll use the running backs more, but just usual the way I'm used to seeing the Patriots play, I don't see this team making like a huge. I don't know. I guess I just don't see it. I don't think this team is going to be making blowouts of anybody. I think they'll win a lot of games. I just think they're going to do it being smart and winning games. You know, twenty four to seventeen or twenty four twenty instead of you know any kind of blowout. I'm actually leaning toward the Steelers for a lot of the same reasons, and I hate saying that because uh, I need the Steelers to lose because I want Cleveland to be on top week one. <laughs> uh, going into our week two discussion, I want you know be talking about the number one team in the division, the Cleveland Browns, but I, I think a lot of what you say is accurate. I think New England, you never know how they're going to come out. They have been starting cold. you know. And I think part of that's just Brady in his older years. takes him a couple of weeks to figure out exactly what's going to work. I think they have a lot of new pieces. Josh Gordon might not be new in the sense that he's new to the team, but he's been gone, and there is that timing. You have to get that. I think, although I think he can have a big year, and I think he could have a big game even in a loss against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh with Hayden, he's hurt again, isn't he? I know he Um, signed the two-year extension, but he's hurt. Yeah, he he signed the extension. They're making it sound like, they uh that he should be all right to go Monday. That he's been kind of they've been holding him out of preseason because they didn't want to make it worse. So that's how they're going with that. They are missing their safety, uh, Sean Davis, right? Yeah, Sean Davis, and um, so they're missing him. But uh, they ended up. It's funny because they kept a guy from the Alliance. Uh, uh what the hell is? Last name's King. I can't think of his first name, but he was a safety for Atlanta, and he had three Atlanta interceptions. terrible. They were, but he was, like, the only bright spot on that defense because he had, like, three interceptions in one game. Last and he's been looking pretty good in the preseason for the Steelers, so they La- kept him. Last name King. I don't see him on their, on their roster. I don't see him <coughs> on their roster. He should be because they're saying he's going to start. Um, As I saw, he's gonna start. Dupree, what what's he play? Safety. Uh, Terrell Ed- Edmonds, I have as the starter. Uh, the other safety, so free safety. I don't, I don't remember oh, who's free. Kelly, Cameron Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Kelly. Sorry, I knew it was a K. Yeah, Cameron Kelly. I do see that Sean Davis is out, so they got Cameron Kelly starting. Yeah, he played. He was uh played safety for Atlanta. 
<clears throat> yeah, I don't remember him. I just, as soon as you said Atlanta, I'm like, they were like the worst team in the whole league. It was yeah. bad down there. Yeah, but like I said, he was the only bright spot to that defense. <laughs> I will say, like, on a side note, I think it's cool that these players making the NFL roster showing that a spring league can be helpful to the NFL and be fun. Uh, and we'll get, I do want to talk a little bit about that once we get done with our uh, AFC North chat here before we lock it up today. Um, so Hayden, I don't know that he could keep up with Gordon even if he's healthy, but I don't truly think he's healthy. I'm glad they signed him. I love Hayden. I hate the colors that he wears, but he had to go somewhere, and the guy's always been good for a community he's been in. And yeah. he tried like when he's on the field, the guy's a good cornerback. Uh, he's just unfortunately been hammered with a lot of injuries this season. Yeah, um, I am excited to see what Dante Moncrief can do with Big Ben. I think you know having Juju on one side, and and I don't know if is Moncrief going to play the other end or is he playing the slot? <clears throat> I'm not really sure because here's the big thing about Juju that they've been doing in the preseason with him. They're not just doing like A-B and sticking him to one side. They've been moving him all over. He's been playing both sides, been playing the slot. So they're doing the same thing they were doing with him last year. So <clears throat> I don't know if that's going to help him or what because, you know, a lot of times a lot of teams, they just sit there and they'll have their, you know, main uh, – cornerback on one side because that's how most teams play their main number one receiver on one side so i don't know if that's gonna affect how they cover him or what so it's gonna be interesting to see yeah no i don't and i think that's smart um i think juju is gonna do a lot what ab did for juju for Moncrief though and even yeah. switzer a little bit it's gonna open up opportunities for those guys um, yeah, and washington has looked pretty good in the preseason also yeah, and so yeah. I wouldn't say he's the number two yet, but it's definitely between him and Moncrief. I think Moncrief will be the two until Washington can take it, though. Yeah, I know. Currently, they have Washington backing up Juju. Um, ooh, a guy I've picked up in a couple of fantasy leagues is uh, McDonald, just because I know yeah. that Big Ben likes to drop it off to that tight end when shit gets hairy. Uh, yeah. That guy's going to eat this year, I think. I think he's a smart fantasy player. If you're a fantasy player, uh, I don't make a lot of good moves, but I thought picking him up was like obvious. I'm playing him as a flex in most of my leagues. Yeah, I like him. It just sometimes, like you said, there'll be games where Ben, like that's his main drop off, you know, the tight end, and then there'll be games where he might get one, two passes thrown to him because he's blocking the entire time. So it's like he can definitely help you out, but he could also hurt you. So it's like I like him, but that's why I try to stay away from him in fantasy. But like like you said, when he has those games, man, he has a big game. He has a big game. Yeah, I thought that uh, the one thing, speaking of fantasy, that I did this year is I actually kind of avoided Browns players intentionally. Like I could have got OBJ uh, in that charity draft, but I was trying to be smart this year and avoid that passion of the Browns plays because it always dicks me over when things go south. Yeah. That being said, I think you're being a dick about Baker. <clears throat> um, hey, I told you what my game plan is. <clears throat> yeah, to be I'm going to be, I'm going to beat you with him week one and then I'll trade him to you. Such a dick move. <clears throat> uh, Kim says I should pull the trade off the board when I told her what you're doing. Well, I was trying to tell you that before you sent it to me. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> and then you sent it to me. I don't mess around. She. Uh, I mean, that's fine. You can you can pull it off the board. He'll sit on my bench the entire year after this week. I know, and it'll just piss me off. I can't. <laughs> so I was like, and then like, and if you do send the trade or whatever. I mean, you don't have to put Prescott in it because I'm going to cut him. So because <laughs> I I got Ben and I got Mahomes. So did you get Ben late? Because I didn't even see that you had Ben in yeah. the draft. Yeah, I got him like one of the last two or three rounds. Yeah, it was funny because as soon as you took, as I told Kim, like in the middle of our draft that you took uh, Baker, and, and I was like, he says it was an accident, but I was like, I guarantee it to you. He, and, and she even, she's like, yeah. She's like, that's absolutely Kevin. That's a Kevin move. Which oh, I, yeah. I wasn't going to touch him to like the fourth round. I know. I, that's where I was stuck because I'm like, I kept trying to debate. I'm like, if I don't draft him here, it's like that's the second round. And then, well, I was like, if I don't take him there, it'd be a third round going down, and it'll be a fourth round coming back. So I'm like, is he going to let him go to the fifth round? And I'm like, I just didn't. I was like, I don't see you letting him go that long. So I was like, well, looks like I'm taking him now. Yeah, <laughs> and so I took him, and then I sat there, and it's like, <clears throat> and I knew I was going to turn around and trade him to you, try to trade him to you, because I knew you would take him. So I'm like, I need a quarterback. So I'm like, I'm taking Mahomes before someone else takes him. And then uh, it was funny because I went back and I watched, uh, I just watched that part of the podcast, that you, the show that you did. Yeah. And like Brian and the other guy, were just going crazy. it was cracking me up because I'm almost like, yeah, you don't understand how I draft. It's <laughs> like, obviously it's not like my team isn't the greatest, but I was like, I pissed you off. So I was like, there's one plus right there. And uh, <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, you know, and it's like, I got my players, you know, I got, I got decent starters. It's just my backups are kind of, yeah. Yeah. And what sucks is if you watch that, I, uh, Brian or someone said something like Baker, like, like I thought they were just bringing up the conversation of Baker. Cause we we're just shooting the shit in between picks. And it literally took me till like you picked Mahomes because someone said that, and, uh, and they said two quarterbacks, and I'm like, what? And then I, and so it took me like you were all the way past taking Mahomes before I realized you could take Baker. Yeah, like, it was oh, funny man. watching you like yeah when you finally realized it, I was like, that's pretty funny. Because <clears throat> I was like, I take I've been take I took Baker uh, in in the fifth round in the draft I'm in out in Twilla uh, with those guys. He he made it to the fifth round, uh, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna pass him up." I thought Baker in the fifth round was a good pick with the weapons yeah. he has. Uh, so I took him in the fifth round. So I thought for sure he'd be good to the fourth or fifth. The only other person I had to worry about, and it's the person I traded Chubb to, was my little brother, because you know he doesn't necessarily completely pick with his heart because he's a he's a stats guy. Um, but I knew that he would probably want Baker and Chubb. Uh, so I was yeah. a little bit afraid of him, but I figured even he'd be like fifth, fifth, sixth round trying to get a quarterback just because I know how he usually drafts. But now I don't have no Chubb, no Baker currently. Um, I do have Josh Gordon, which I needed. I needed a wide receiver. <coughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I was laughing. And like I said, it was funny because I, I had it set up and – I know I said, you know, when he hit the wrong button, 
But yeah, I had her hit it. And I was like, no, you got to hit this button. And she almost hit the button in the draft Mahomes. And I was like, well, if he, if, you know, would have hit that one, I'll just taking him in the third round. But <laughs> so she sat there. I was like, but I was like, hey, you want to make Matt mad? And she just started laughing. She's like, yeah. And I was like, well, hit this button. Well, then it backfired on me because then she kept coming by me and she kept touching the damn screen. And I'm like, I'm going to end up drafting a defense in like the fourth round. So I was like, I had to yell ahead. I was like, all right, stop. I was like, I'll let you make my pick. Just let me show you which one to hit. So after I did that, then she calmed down and she sat on my lap for most of it till it was finally like, all right, it's time you got to go to bed. But yeah, she was sitting there. She kept hitting the button. She was having fun. That's good. She's cute. She having fun being a big sister? Oh, yeah. Extremely. Good. And, like, so, she, I mean, she does really good. <clears throat> and uh, But she's definitely, like, her only bad thing is, is she still doesn't understand he's not big enough to play with her. Like, she wants him to get down and play and all that stuff. And it's just like, you know, he can't do that yet. But other than that, she does really good. She's a little mother hen as soon as she hears him crying she's like we got to get him and she takes off running <laughs> to check on him and she'll sit there and you hear her talking to him and tell him you know it's okay to calm down and it's just just listening to her it's pretty it's pretty cool just to listen to how she talks to him and she always wants to help out that's awesome that's really so, awesome. yeah so they're both doing really good that's good to hear i'm, I'm excited yeah. for you guys i'm excited to come out and meet him all right, let's before we lock this thing up, let's uh, go around real quick and just pick some records for this year for these teams, and let's start at the bottom or what we think is going to be the bottom. The Bengals. What do you think they're going to be? As I said, I think they're going to be five and eleven. So I'm going to stick with that. Um. Yeah, I'll just go with that because I definitely don't see them going over five wins. That's for sure. It's kind so, of sad because I feel it's like, like Joe. Mixon it's hard to give them less, surprisingly, but. Yeah, and it sucks because I think Joe Mixon's being wasted out there. Yeah, but that's the bad thing when you see teams like that. You know, they always have that. Because, I mean, Detroit's the perfect example. I mean, they ruined Barry Sanders, and they ruined Calvin Johnson. Yeah, no, you absolutely. Because they both retired in their prime before they started even showing any signs of going downhill. Hey, leave them wanting more, right? Yeah. Um, okay, what about the Sky Rats? How are you feeling about them this year? I'm giving them, I only think six or seven wins. I'm leaning more towards six, six or seven. I'm going to say six, but I could see them going, you know, getting seven wins. So you'll say six and ten. You're going to be surprised by this. I actually think they're a 500 team. Yeah. Well, I mean, they played. Cincinnati twice. They're probably going to split with the Steelers and the Browns. Right there's four. <clears throat> and then they got Miami, Arizona, so there's six. Buffalo, seven. Yeah, I could see eight and eight. San Francisco, you don't really know. Like, they should lose, but it just that's going to all depend on Garoppolo. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, I think San Francisco's actually got a really nice roster. Uh, yes, I like Breda. Is that how you say his name at running back? And I, I mean, believe so. That's how I say it. I like him. I like Garoppolo when he's healthy. Obviously, he got a shit ton of money. <laughs> Good thing he signed that deal before the season, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think that could that's going to be a coin flip, and we'll see how that game turns out. 
All right, so Cleveland, I am ultra-optimistic. I really think Cleveland's an 11-5 team, and I'm going to just run with it because, well, I'm fearless. So, well, before you say that, do you have them winning the division or do you have them second? Or we're just doing it in our – what we think I, our order here, is. Here's the thing, and I guess well, I might as well just say it now because I actually have them winning the division. Okay. Or, no, I have them finishing second in the division, but with the same record. I think they lose on tiebreakers. Uh, okay. All right, because I was wondering where you're going. I was like, are you actually going to say the Steelers are going to win the division? No, I, I am. <laughs> I am, because here's the thing. Like, it's uh, it's like wrestling. Ric Flair used to say, to be the man, you have to beat the man. And right now in the division, like it or not, the Steelers are the man, <coughs> in my opinion, uh, yeah. for longevity. So I think you have to you have to prove it to be otherwise. And so I'm going to run with the Steelers. I think they're going to have the same record. I'm putting the Steelers at 11-5. Um, but I think it's going to come down to tiebreakers, and Cleveland's going to be a wild card because of the tiebreaker. All right. Um, I have Cleveland second, but I have them going at nine and seven, which is hard. Double digits, huh? It's hard, but the only reason, if it wasn't for the bet I have at work, I would completely say 10 wins. But I have a bet that they won't get 10 wins. So I've had to do a lot of like looking after I made that bet to see it's like, is it possible that they can only go nine wins? And it's very tight. So, um, but that's the only reason I have them at nine. I, I'm going to stick with it because that's what I'm going with at work. But yeah, I think they're going to finish nine and seven. But I think they're going to get the six wild card, six spot. Kevin. Hey, how's it going? We're not online. Kevin says, she, Kim says she hates you and the Steelers suck. Hi. My husband's a dick. That's what I really said. Oh, look, they're kind of cute together. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone, everyone already knows that, though. <laughs> yeah, he said everyone already knows I'm a dick. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, nine and seven. Here's the thing. I'm, a, I'm not terribly upset about nine and seven. Yeah, I think it's a good year for him. The bad thing is, I think, in my opinion, like, eight and eight would be good any other time. Oh, no, time. eight and eight's terrible. And that's the thing. Any other time, I think eight and eight's good for the Browns, but they got all that talent and bringing OBJ and all the moves that they did. I think eight and eight's a bad year for them. Oh yeah, no, eight and eight is an absolute train wreck in my humble opinion. Um, I don't disagree at all. I think with the talent they have, I don't care if Freddie's a rookie. He's got too much coach. He's got too much talent on that roster to to not be better than five hundred. <clears throat> yeah, completely agree with you on that one. So where are you seeing the Steelers then? They're going to win the division in your eyes. That we're at, we've agreed way too much today. Hopefully this yeah, changes because I, I like arguing with you much better than I do agreeing with you. And it's not because I, I, I believe the Steelers are going to go 11 wins. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think honestly I'm, I think it's going to be a fun division this year. I think Cleveland and – Obviously, Pittsburgh are going to be the highlights of that and watching it. I'm really interested to see how Pittsburgh comes out because I don't even know how much Big Ben played in the preseason. He played uh, three or four series in the third game. That was it. So, And he looked good. I mean, his first drive, he had a couple iffy throws, but he looked good. So I'm not worried. The rest of the guys have been getting you know, the work game time because it's like, that's the thing. Ben doesn't need the game time thing. And he's, they got just what really one new wide receiver, you know, offensively, everyone else was there last year. They know the system. They play with Ben. So 
Yeah, he is that that you know he's been around long enough, and that's like even Aaron even Aaron Rodgers I would agree didn't really need to play, but it's going back to people sitting like that's just another thing. Mr. Trubisky's been in the league a couple of years with he's had, he's only in this offense for the second year. He should have played way more in the offseason. All right, so that we got our record set. Is there anything else you want to cover today before we boss out of here? Um, what was I gonna say? Oh. You did what well, you said you watched the Chappelle stand up, right? Oh yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Dude, getting a I, lot I of flack. So much flack. It makes it even funnier on my part. Or what I think. You I know. think he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we he's right. We live in that society now where you can't say anything. And if you said something forever ago, you know, they try to bring it up and like hurt your career because I thought that was hilarious when he was talking about doing imp- uh, impressions. And he started going on the whole thing about, hey, we like you. You're so great, this and that. Then it's like 10 years later, it's like, that was so horrible. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. But he hits everything. Like, he goes, he doesn't hold back. And, like, for Christ's sakes, he started off with making a joke about that Anthony Bourdain killing himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, who starts off, a, especially a special? And that's your first thing you start with. Oh, yeah, no, I thought it was great beginning to end. I think it challenged a lot of people. I think it did exactly what he wanted it to do. I think he knew he was going to piss a lot of people off, and he did. Uh, I oh, think yeah. I think the guy is the best comedian alive. Um, I've thought that for a long time. Like, I love Kevin Hart. I think Kevin Hart, I love his specials. It's a different type of comedy. I think Chappelle, Chappelle is the kind of guy that makes you, like, think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know how many more specials he has under contract with them, uh, but I can't wait to see him every time they come out. I love the last ones that he released. Um, so yeah, I thought it was hilarious. But yeah, he's he's taking a lot of grief, but I, he doesn't care, dude. He just goes back to Ohio and chills. He disappearing yeah. like he's all about like I think that's the one thing with Chappelle's show when he just left. He yeah. realized like he's cool with just walking away. He could give two shits. Like he could walk away. He doesn't care what anybody thinks about him. He does this thing, agree, disagree, laugh, whatever. He's well, the funny paid. thing about that. <clears throat> sorry. Oh, you're good. <clears throat> um, the funny thing about that, I was reading an article, and because that's the thing, he's getting so much more press because so many more people are not liking it because, you know, it makes you think. And the one thing I read, it's funny because they even he even said, you know, he's challenging the left. And that's the people that are complaining, all the people on the left. Everyone else thinks it's hilarious. And um, so, oh, what was it? The article I read, it was funny because the guy was like slamming him, saying how how bad it was, and he just took it lazy, and he was just trying to be controversial, and they were saying that. They were comparing it to Comedy Central, and they were all wrong about that because they were saying, you know, he just started uh, – he started being lazy and doing stuff that he shouldn't have been doing. And that's why he walked away. And it's like, that's not why he walked away. He walked away because they were trying to filter what he did. And he didn't want that. That was the whole point of his show. He pressed the boundaries in that. And so I was just like, yeah, it's like, if you're going to review it and you're going to slam it, at least like review it. Right. You know, it's like, but you can just, you can tell by the reviews that what side they lean to, you know, there are definitely people that are like, you know, Trump's the reason the hurricane hit, you know, yeah, those kind of people. And it's just like, you got to take all that crap out. And it's like, that's the whole point of being a comic. You're supposed to 
push the boundaries. You're supposed to, you know. Oh yeah, comedy. Do that. You're supposed to say stuff that makes people uncomfortable and laugh. Because once you sit back and think about it, because I mean, even the Louis C.K. joke when he sat there and he was like, "Yeah, we were good friends until the great masturbate or great whatever the masturbation," and I'm like cracking up, or the great death from the masturbation, and I'm like, "That's hilarious," <laughs> you know? And it's just like, so yeah, I really liked it, and even Miranda was cracking up laughing when we were watching it. But I ended up having to finish it later that night when we started it because Winnie came home. And I was like, she is copying a lot of stuff she hears. And I'm like, yeah, I, there's a lot of words that he says that I do not need her saying. This might not go over well at daycare. Yes. So I was like, yeah, we'll watch this later. And like I watched it and uh, I think, I don't know if it's today or next week, uh, Bill Burr has a new special coming out, and the preview for that looks freaking hilarious. I think, it's, I think it's today because I think the ranch comes out next week, the seventeenth, a week and a half. Uh, I was just looking at stuff comes out, and I did see Bill Burr's. It might be today. I've yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't think I've ever watched one of his specials. I might have checked this one out. I've heard his comedy, and he is like, I think he's funny. Yeah, but I really I've, like Bill Burr. Did you listen to the Anise uh, uh, Sasari? How you say his name? Aziz. Oh, uh, Aziz. Aziz. I actually thought that was pretty good too. I haven't watched his latest one. I liked it. It was a little. I don't know. I liked it. It's you know. I don't know if it's for everybody, but I enjoyed it. I've watched some of his older ones, and I like him. I think he's funny. <clears throat> but when I did it, it's like I watched this first one because it was a couple years ago. He already had like three out. And so I watched the first one, thought it was really funny, and then I watched the other two, and then I'm like, I think I just watched way too much of these in a short amount of time, because <laughs> a lot of his stuff's the same yeah. on the specials, and so I was like, yeah, I definitely did that wrong, so that was my fault. But um, no, I thought <clears throat> I like him. I just haven't got to watch it yet. There's so many specials coming out, and now that they're going to uh, Amazon Prime, also, I'm like. There's just so many, and it's like trying to keep up. I'm like this. Oh yeah, I'm actually tough. super excited that if Netflix gets Eddie Murphy signed up, like all the rumors going around. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Seventy-five well, seeing million that back. Seventy-five million, or or a hundred no, hundred fifty million for two shows, two specials. That's crazy. They want him. Like it's people want it. Like he's he's like. If he could get back into Raw form, like I I watched the Raw the other day. That's yeah. one of the greatest stand-up shows ever put out, period. Yes, uh, I agree with and you. And it still holds up. Like, that's the great thing. Like, you could watch it today, and it holds up. Like, the, the, the material holds up. It's not like, oh, that doesn't make sense because it's 20. No, it holds up, and it is hilarious. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I'd love to see him get back into, like, legit comedy and get away from the Disney stuff. But just real quick before we close, like I agree with you on the comedy aspect. Like, comedy is meant to challenge our perceptions of what the world is, and we laugh through it so you can look at it clear. In my opinion, and that's why I love people like Chappelle and even uh uh what's even what's his face the guy we went and saw oh Jim Jeffrey even he kind of like he's a little more less serious and I don't think that's correct English. There's my wife. Uh, but yeah he's less serious and i think but he still like has serious shit to say 
and question stuff. And I think that's what comedy should do. So I don't know. I like that stuff. Keep bringing it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I, well, you know, I like Jim Jeffries. I mean, we went and saw him and I've seen him a handful of times. Oh, I laughed so hard. Um, that night. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's not, he doesn't, he's not serious, but he pushes like the stuff he talks about, you know, when he starts making jokes about me too, yeah. you know, cause I went and saw him back in March or April and the power went out during his show at the freaking casino and like it was coming back on but you had to wait for the lights to warm up so it was like the security lights were on and he sat there and he's like well since the lights are out and nobody can see and all of a sudden the power came back on and he's like you better not be touching anybody and he just started laughing about it so you know you know he's just making a huge joke about the me too thing oh yeah absolutely so but yeah i i like jim jeffries he's hilarious i i, I definitely seem to like those more comics like i like I, I listen to a lot of watch a lot of comedies and a lot of different people so it's like i, I definitely bounce because i could watch <clears throat> i really like jim gaffigan he's a clean cut comic you know he's he's not dirty at all like he might say ass yeah you know no, but he's not yeah he's you know so it's like i like him and then it's like then you turn around and it's like and then i like freaking joe rogan and burt kreischer and bill burr are you listening to his podcast Yes. I'm all about Burt Kreischer and his podcast. Do you listen to Two Bears, One Cave? Which I haven't there? listened to it yet. I oh, got it downloaded haven't listened to it yet. You've got to listen to it. Those guys, because it's like the worst. Of, <laughs> they just bring the worst out of each other. Those, oh, God, I love those guys. And Joe Rogan. I like Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan does what I personally would like to do someday. He just talks to people. He's interested in like what they do and learn yes. shit. And he asks great questions. He keeps himself up to date. I love Joe Rogan's podcast. Um when I can sit and listen to a podcast that's three and a half hours long and almost be upset that it was over. Yeah. That's somebody doing it right. In my opinion. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I, I like listening to Rogan, but it's same with like Kreischer. I like listening to him, but there's just some people where I'm just like, I just don't want to listen to it. Cause I don't like, if I don't know who they are or if they don't have something that interests me, like there's some comics I'm just like, yeah, I could care less. So it's like, I'll skip that Kreischer one, you know. Now I've had to change. Huh? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 that's fine. Bad habit. I used to get in trouble for it all the time at my last job. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, what I was gonna say is just like I've had to get out of that habit because I was a lot of the same way. If it was someone I didn't think I was interested in, I wouldn't listen. But honestly, sometimes those are the best ones because a lot of times, especially with Bert, they're not talking about like their job. They go into like random other shit yeah. that is very interesting and stuff I wouldn't even think about. So I've kind of had to push myself out of that habit of going, oh, yeah, this is somebody who I just, you know, don't have a lot of interest in or I didn't think would be interesting. And I, I at least listen to it, start it. Now, I've absolutely <coughs> will get to the point where I'm like, okay, this isn't anything for me and I'll bounce, but I at least start it and give it a shot. See, I do that with Rogan just because, see, like, I like Kreischer, but if it's, someone that i really want to listen to like he is a horrible interviewer oh yeah yeah he's <laughs> he terrible. so bad so that's why it's like if i know the person and i like the person that he's having on i'll listen to it but if it's like someone i have no idea and i'm trying to like figure out it's like yeah it's pointless to Here? do that so i won't do it for him but rogan i do it and i do it for him more because 
even though like he'll cuss and you know stuff like that, like I listen to it at work, so I just got to be careful who's around whenever yeah. I'm listening to Rogan. Because I mean, no one really cares except for like the plant manager. He likes to sit there and be like, "Oh, he likes to use that kind of language," you know. And he's like, he'll make comments about not having the radio up or whatever. But it's like with Rogan, I really got to watch because <laughs> certain ones, like especially if he has Bird on. Bill Burr, Whitney Cummings. I almost got busted one time listening to him and Whitney Cummings. She was just like again. Yeah, she's been on quite a few times. It was like last year, maybe two years ago, I was listening to it. And they always start talking, and it just starts, it gets away from everything. And I don't remember how I got, but they were talking about sex and porn and crap. And then she just started talking about choking on it. And they getting shot in the face. <laughs> and I just happened to turn and see him coming and I turned it off. And like when I turned it back on, that's where the show went. And I was like, I am so glad I turned it off. Because it's like he kind of got a little pissy whenever he heard him say the F word. But I was like, if he had heard her talking about that, I was like, this definitely wouldn't have went over so well today. Kevin Tenney, I got fired for listening to Burt Kreischer today. Yeah. Burt, so I think he like, give me a job. <laughs> it's like I just got to be careful with that. But. But yeah, I, I like listening in, like, for Rogan, outside of the comics, I like listening to, like, the military guys that he has on there, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro. I really like Ben Shapiro. I listen to his podcast quite often. I will tell you, I disagree with 90% of what Ben Shapiro says, but I, I, I do think that he at least has a somewhat intelligent opinion, and so... I. I can listen to him again. We might disagree ninety percent of the time, but I can at least listen to the guy because he doesn't. He's not a complete like crazy man. Yeah, yeah, he's not going off the rails with whatever he's saying. Yeah. It might sound like it, but then like when he starts busting out like the actual facts about like backing it up, it's like, well, I might not agree with that stance, but I was like, you know, he's not lying about it. Yeah, like I can respect where he's coming from. Yeah, this is what a conversation should be. All right, brother, I gotta get off here. I gotta go drive. Um, All right. but we gotta, we gotta do this again. I'm totally willing to work around like something like this midday deal. You just tell me when you're available. You I was say, yeah, this was, just main, this was just mainly cause I had work off, but, um, Miranda keeps telling me that I can do it on Fridays. <clears throat> I just don't see it going so well as of right now, but she says I can give it a shot. So we'll see. It's just like, I don't want to start a show and then have to leave like, you know, five minutes into the show hey, because it just all hell breaks loose. We'll play it by ear. If that's what we have to do, that's just what happens. But like, you should just go back to a four day work schedule and it'll make this a lot easier. Well, we're pretty slow right now. So our four day work schedule is just eight hours short on the paycheck. It ain't oh, yeah. four times. Well, that sucks. So don't want that. No, because it sucks, but it's like there's so much stuff going on here right now. Oh, it's yeah. like I It sucks you. to be missing out on the paycheck, but it's like there's a lot of stuff needs done around here. So, No, I get it. We uh, we know, and we're definitely thinking about you guys and hope everything keeps, you know, get works out for the best. Um, but we'll figure yeah. it out. Like I said, if you got to even start on a Friday and we just have to end, because my hope is also to at least be having like at least one other, like, you know, somebody's uh bangles or uh sky rats guy uh so i mean if you you have to dip then i won't be left completely by myself but i definitely yeah. want to get in the habit of doing these like you know pre 
pre week or even, you know, whatever, however it works out, but we'll figure it out, man. <clears throat> I, I do appreciate you coming on, giving us your time. Yeah, I'm glad you, yeah. I was glad you had time so we could do it. Cause it's like, I've been listening to you potting with Eric and everyone else. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think I made him mad. <laughs> I told him I could, like, I gotta get on there. No, I've been missing it. And that's one of the big reasons why I've been doing the recording for his show. I mean, obviously I want the, the back end stuff, but he doesn't want to try anything new. And then just yesterday I had to tell him, I don't think I could record for him for a little bit. We'll see how long that goes before I get to itch. But I just got too much other crap going on, like with the job hunt and everything that yeah, it's hard being like, and I want to make sure I do a good job. So it's hard being invested in something when I ain't got my own shit together right now. So I just want to keep doing this cast. And if I can get to a place where, you know, my life's in somewhat of order, I'll get back to recording his show. But he definitely wasn't happy to hear that. He'll get over it. He's young. He'll bounce back. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, for the North and Inches podcast, we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you guys so much uh, for listening. Go iTunes, subscribe, or anywhere else you get your pods. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Um, you follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We're all over the place. Come give us a listen. Give us a watch, uh, except for today because I ended the show halfway on Twitter in between. So, you know, whatever. It happens. Outside of that, Kevin, have a good week, buddy. Uh, hey, you enjoy too. the game Monday. We are heading to New York next week for the uh, Building Bridges Tour. Uh, excited about that. So we will see everybody a uh, week from Monday out of MetLife Stadium. We're going to be doing some uh, – I'm sure we'll be going live there a few times just to annoy my brother, if nothing else. Uh, Outside of that, you guys have a great day. Kevin, take it easy, buddy. Uh, you guys too.